The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing so that your almsgiving may be in secret and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. So if we take Jesus' words, we should be uh, anointing our head, right? Not putting ashes on. It's always a little bit confusing, right? He tells us not to do that. Uh, I think properly in context, we understand that this is the start of Lent, right? We're not going to put ashes on our head every single day. We're not going to look gloomy every single day. But instead, this is the start of the season. We come here to Mass, to participate in the Eucharist, in gratitude, And we also participate in that repentance. That repentance that is uh, in a healthy healthy human person is innate. This realizing that God is good, that there is something more than me, and I'm not them, and that I'm not perfect, right? And that there's this gap in between. And that at times we sin, we turn away, And so there should be this natural inclination of repentance, right? Of repentance. And that seeks to make up for our sins. But of course, we can't make up for our sins. We can't do it all. That's why Jesus came, right? That's why he gave us the gospel. But we do have to do what we can do, right? We do have to do what we're able to, and to seek to do what is right, even if we fail all the time. Still, to uphold that standard and to be able to then ask the mercy of God and to accept it. And so we start this Ash Wednesday by recognizing that in such a concrete way, by putting ashes on our head. Now, the church... um, actually obligates us not to come to Ash Wednesday service. Did you know that? It's not a holy day of obligation, so you don't have to be here. If you want to get up, you can leave now. Uh, but, uh, but getting ashes is pretty awesome. That's why it's, it's the third most attended service. Now, it's important to come. I'm not saying it is 
a really great way to start Lent. But it's not an obligation. What is an obligation? Well, the church obligates us to go to Mass on Sunday, right? That's first, first of all, right? We can go to Mass during the weekday, which is great. We can come to Ash Wednesday, which is great. But the church obligates us under sin to go to Mass on Sunday, not for our ill, but for our good, right? The church also during Lent, actually throughout the entire year, obligates us to make a sacrifice, some sort of sacrifice, every Friday, because every Friday is a remembrance of the day that Jesus died for us. And so it used to be throughout the year that you always, throughout the entire year, was giving up meat on Friday. The church changed that where you don't have to give up meat every Friday, but it does during Lent where you have to give up meat on Ash Wednesday, abstain from eating meat on Ash Wednesday and Friday during Lent, Fridays during Lent. But on other Fridays, we're still supposed to offer up some sort of sacrifice or abstain from something for that. And of course, the point of it is to remember the day that Jesus sacrificed offered his entire self in love for us. And so giving up meat, abstaining from meat, is a pretty small sacrifice in the midst of it all. It should be a little bit inconvenient, right? It should cause you to have to think about it because the thought of having to think about it should cause us to, again, think that this is the day that Jesus died for us, right? It kind of misses the point, though, if you uh, eat lobster and shrimp, unless you really hate lobster and shrimp, right? Then, then that's maybe a good, you know, penance uh, for you. Uh, but, you know, certainly not that we can't, you know, eat on Friday. But, uh, you know, we also want to keep the spirit of it throughout the entire time. Um, that requirement is actually only for those who are 14 years and older, okay? Uh, so if you're under 14, you can probably still make it without eating meat, right? You probably do it lots of days eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but it's requirement for those who are 14 and older, right? I wish that I would have known that when I was growing up because I didn't like salmon loaf very much. Um, but, uh, but maybe you have some better meals on Friday. I don't know. Um, the other obligation that the church has is to fast. Now, the church actually obligates us only to fast two days out of the entire year. Two days. Um, And for the fast, that requirement is for those who are 18 years to 59. Again, people who are under 18 or over 59, if they're able to, I would say it is not a difficult practice. It's not like Jesus where you didn't eat or drink anything for 40 days. The fast of the church is that you don't eat anything in between your meals and that you have two smaller meals that don't equal the size of a normal size meal. Not triple helpings, but a normal normal sized meal in that. And there should be a little bit of hunger that undergoes with it. Now, for myself, there are many days where I fast and I don't even realize it, right? Maybe I'm just kind of running from place to place and I don't even realize it. But the times where I then have to intentionally fast, all of a sudden it's terrible and just like not even possible and like, how am I going to survive without eating some snacks, right? Maybe that's similar for you as well. And that should be a good thing because it reminds me of what I'm doing, right? And if I'm, this morning I was getting a little bit irritable, there was just a lot of things going on and I had to take a breath and just say, yep, I'm a little bit hungry. There's a lot of things and this is good, right? This is good, reminding myself at often how I place 
uh, my stomach as my God, right? That we seek comfort in those things instead of seeking the comfort in God. Now, for Lent, that is a large part of Lent, is, is seeking our comfort in God and not of things of the world to try to purify us from the things of the world. And that's one of the, the two statements I'd like to go over now is, is the two different statements that can go on that with the ashes. There's two different uh, phrases that can be said to kind of set your Lent into action with these ashes being put on your on your head. The first one is repent and believe in the gospel. Repent and believe in the gospel. And this is St. John the Baptist and also Jesus's phrase that he says often, right? We only hear it a few times in the gospel, but most likely, you know, proclaimed it often. Repent and believe in the gospel. Believe in the good news that God made you. He loves you. He wants you to be with him, right? Believe in that good news. Repent of your sin and turn to the good news that the gospel is, which is at times difficult, right? You know, um, that the gospel, as much as the good news that it tells it is also in the good news, is sometimes rules, right? Things for us not to do, which is good rules, good news, because it tells us how to live, what we're made for, right? And this is the time of Lent to be able to repent, And believe in the gospel. Believe in the good news. The good news that Jesus wants to give us. That the church wants to give us um, in the midst of it all. And so even we can see the abstaining uh, from meat and the fasting as good news. right? It's good news because it, it orders us towards God. right? And we repent from those ways that we've turned away from God. We've maybe made our stomach God, our phone God, our TV, money, security, these other things that have taken more of an importance in our life than God alone. The second one, the second phrase is remember that you are dust and unto dust you shall return. And this one beautifully just, I think, should remind us of death. That Lent is a time for us to meditate on death and to think about what matters in life, right? What matters in life? As I was talking with the school kids this morning, does the kickball game today matter in life? (laughs) Yes, right now it matters, right? It's the most important thing. And if somebody's cheating, if something's wrong, right? It's, It's the most important thing. But to realize it's not, right? But of course, we can see that really clearly with kids, but can you also see that in your life? Maybe for bigger things, right? Bigger things, well, what happens if we don't get to go on this vacation? What happens if this, uh, you know, paper doesn't get done? What happens if this, you know, if we're not able to visit? What about if I'm not able to, you know, prepare this or get this done or clean up that or... It's okay, Because ultimately, right, what are we made for? We're not made to just survive here on this earth. We're made from love and for love. We're made for heaven. We're made to be with God. And so really, what we should be asking is, is how do these actions fit in with my ultimate end? Are they done with charity? Are they done with God in mind? Because if they're not, they might be good actions, but you take, you know, you can make it, infinitely more powerful because 
If you put it towards your end, right? It lasts for eternity. If you do something with charity, it lasts for eternity because it's done with charity. Which charity lasts. Just doing something, just doing the dishes or doing the laundry, uh, you got to do it again, right? It's one of the things that I so admire about stay-at-home moms is, and actually any mothers and anyone who has to do those chores where you do the, you do the dishes and then you have to, the same exact, you clean up and then the next day you got to do it again. And then you got to do it again. And then you got to do it again, right? Laundry never ends, right? Uh, but these things can be just things that you get through or they can be things that are actually ultimately ordered to our ends. Remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. Remember that you're not made for this world, even though that we are here in this world, but we're made for God alone. I hope that this Lent uh, is, is fruitful for you in different uh, practices of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. You've decided some ways to be able to conform your life to more to God, to maybe put away the gods that you've made in your life, to put those away and to make God the number one, to make God during these 40 days, to be able to take a little bit more intensity as Jesus himself fasted in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. We ourselves also fast and pray um, and give of ourselves in this way. And so um, now we'll be having the, uh, the blessing of ashes in the distribution. And so I invite you to please stand uh, as we do that.